Welcome to Hubert I's prophetic teaching podcast. Hubert I is a principled preacher, a character builder, and has deep revelation knowledge in the Word of God. His mandate is to impact the end-time generation for excellence through revelation and holiness. Stay tuned for more insight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Spirit of the living God. Most supernaturally, Jesus, turn our life around. That's right. Give us testimonies. Show yourself in our life. Jesus. Let the glory of the Lord be seen. Jesus. Let the power of God be seen. Yes, Lord. In our life, like never before. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. And thank you, Holy Ghost. Yes. In Jesus' mighty name. The book of Romans chapter 12 verse 3. The word of the Lord began to talk of the matter of the fact that you, we all have been given a measure of faith. We all have been given a measure of faith. It says that, but I say to every one of you, through the grace given unto me not to have an over high opinion of myself, but to have wise thoughts. As God has given to every one of us a measure of faith. Give it to me in the King James. For I say through the grace given unto me. To every man that is among you. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think of himself. But to think soberly. It means think humbly of yourself. According as God has dealt to every man a measure of of faith a measure of the bible is saying that we should never come to a place where we think of ourselves that we are better than anyone or we are higher than anyone for god has given every one of us a limitation to our faith this very faith that god gave to everyone is what we call the universal neutral faith the universal neutral faith when you were born into this world you came with faith because when god breathed into adam god breathed into adam the spirit self god he breathed himself the ruach the very presence of god the condiment of god he breathed himself into adam so there was faith imparted into adam when all of us were now born we came into this earth with a measure of faith with a measure of faith that measure of faith is common to everyone whether you are born again or not so the unbeliever has faith the juju man has faith the occult they have faith that means that this universal faith is the kind of faith that is neutral to everybody. Everybody has faith. And everybody has faith in something. Ladies and gentlemen, there are people that have faith in their intelligence. There are people that have faith in their father. There are people that have faith in their mother. There are people that have faith in their uncle in America. There are people that have faith in the shrine. There are people that have faith in the juju. There are people that have faith in the wisdom of men. There are people that have faith in their best friend. There are people that have faith in their husband. There are people that have faith in their pastor. 
every one of us have a measure of faith so even as you are sitting here there is faith inside of you you have faith your faith can be directed in your salary somebody's faith in finances is that until the end of the month comes they can never be rich they believe so much and they have faith in their company they are working in that the company will feed them somebody has faith that it is somebody who is a vision helper that will help them so every one of us here have faith that faith is neutral it's to everybody so the person who's not born again can have faith in their education and because they have faith in their education their education will bless them though they don't have the faith you have but they also have faith in something else somebody believes their faith is in a doctor that if they go and visit the doctor the doctor will heal them somebody also has faith that if they go to the herbal medicine the herbal medicine will help them somebody also believe when they meet their spiritual father their faith will cause them to be healed every one of us here has faith but when we come to biblical god faith what we are saying is that though you can place your faith in your education though you can place your faith in your own intelligence or in your beauty or in your body that because of your body you can get a husband we are telling you that that kind of faith can fail but there is a kind of faith that when you have it cannot fail it is the god kind of faith so if we have been given a measure of faith it means that some people's measure is different from other people's measure that is why in the book of luke chapter 17 verse 5 when Jesus began to talk about the matter of forgiveness, Jesus began to tell his apostles that, hey, listen carefully. When you have a brother and your brother offends you, Jesus said that you must forgive them if they repent. Once they repent, the Bible said forgive them. Then Jesus goes further to say that if they offend you seven times, you still have the right to forgive them. Seven times you must forgive them. When the disciples and the apostles began to hear the matter of somebody offending you too much and you must be able to forgive them, then the apostles said unto the Lord, then you must increase our faith so that we can be able to do this. That means that there are certain things I cannot do until faith is in me. There are certain things I can never do until faith has come into me. There are certain things that can never happen or you can never embark upon until you have faith. So then, we are going to the place of why faith and grace is important. Then the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, it says that, for we are saved by grace. We are saved by grace. For by grace are we saved. And it is through faith, not of ourselves, but it is the gift of God. He said, by grace, we are saved. Through faith. So faith and grace work together. Faith and grace works together. He said, it is by grace that you are saved. Through faith. Now, that means that the definition of grace will be that grace is what God chooses to do to save you. It is God that decides to save you irrespective of who you are. God chooses to save you 
even though you don't qualify to be saved, even though you have nothing to show that you need salvation, it is the choice of God to save you. It is not you that qualify to be saved, but it is God that decided out of his love because God loves you, he decided that he will save you. Not that you are intelligent, not that you are smart, not that you are good enough, but because he, God, is a loving father. And because he's a loving father, he has chosen to save you, irrespective of who you are, what you are, how you are, or what you are made of. It is his choice to save you. Then faith now will be defined as faith is God helping you because you decided to put your trust in him. Then faith will be that God, he decides to help you because you put your trust in him. So faith is God helping you because you put your trust in him. Grace is God saving you because you don't qualify. Grace is God who chooses to save you when you don't qualify. And faith is God helping you because you put your confidence and your trust in him. So we are told to put our trust and confidence in God and not anyone else. To put our trust in God and not anything else. So we go forward in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4 and verse 5. He said, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. Look at verse 5. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So now he's telling us what is called biblical God faith. That our faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but it should rather stand in the power of God. So if there's anything to have faith in, you must have faith in the power of God. Now, in Mark chapter 11, verse 21 to 22, he said, And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you curse has withered away. Because there was a time Jesus walked up to a fig tree, looking and expecting to get something from it. The Bible said that there was no fruit on the tree. And Jesus cursed the tree. The next day, they are walking by this tree. And they saw that the pronunciation of the word of God upon the tree has taken effect. And the tree has dried up. Peter said, hey, master, the word you spoke to the tree, within 24 hours, something has happened to the tree. Listen to this. Jesus answering them, answering them, said unto them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. What is he saying? He's saying that what you saw was me showing you that your faith in God can produce something for you within 24 hours. He said, watch my example. He said, watch my example. 
you saw me speak to this tree and it has dried off. You are wondering and you are shocked. You are not supposed to be shocked. You are not supposed to be taken in surprise that what I said came to pass. He said, I am rather shocked at your shock. I am rather surprised at your surprise. You must never get to a place where a blind eye open and you are shocked. You must never get to a place where 10,000 US dollars enters your bank account and you are shocked. Hey, you must never get to a place where somebody calls you and says that I have a surprise for you. Come to my house and collect it. You must not be surprised. Why? Because our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ever think of or even imagine. He said, you are not supposed to be shocked. It is something that is supposed to happen to you normal. It's a normal phenomenon that should happen to you every day. That if I, Jesus, I could speak to this, and within 24 hours, it changes. Then you that follow me. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot be a lion and give birth to a chicken. Ladies and gentlemen, you can never be an eagle and give birth to an ant. Ladies and gentlemen, if Jesus, who can say to this tree, and the tree can wither away, and the Bible says that if any man believes in him, he is a new creation. All things are past and gone, and everything has become brand new. We are of the nature of Christ. We are partakers of the inheritance that is in Christ. Of that divine nature, we are partakers of that divine nature. Therefore, if he can do it, I can do it. If he can I can say it. May that power rest upon you. We have come to a place where when we see miracles, we are happy and we are jubilating. Let me tell you what you are supposed to be shocked about. You are supposed to be shocked at the fact that your life has not changed. You are supposed to be surprised. The abnormal is not the supernatural. The abnormal is the natural. The abnormal, the thing that is supposed to shock you, it's not the power of God. Because the power of God is our inheritance. It's something we should live by every day. The just lives by faith. The faith people are a generation that what they don't see, they say is there. When things go bad, they don't say it is bad. They command what is not there to be there. These are the generation of faith. There are a people that the devil is just waiting for you to agree with him in the matter of your speech. The devil is waiting for you to agree with him that you are poor and he stamps it because out of the mouth of two witnesses a matter is established. If the devil says you are finished and you agree with him that you are finished, the matter is established. But there is a generation of faith that when things are bad, they will look at it and say, God will make a way. Put your faith in God. 
have the God kind of faith. You are supposed to have a normal spiritual life and an abnormal fleshly life. I'll say it again. You are supposed to have a natural life of the supernatural and an abnormal life of the flesh. That means that any time you go a day without your Bible, that should sound an alarm to you. Not when angels are around you. Not when God is speaking to your ears. Not when God is directing your path. I know there are a group of people that have never in their life experienced the power of God. They don't even know that God can change their life within one second. They don't even believe that God can even change their business and give them a better business. I know those generations. These are a generation that they have had the world drain their faith away. News have drained their faith away. There are generations that says that it is only by luck before something will happen. Not because they exercise their faith, but because they leave everything to chance. That if God wants to bless me, he should bless me. If God doesn't want to bless me, he shouldn't bless me. No, no, no. You don't understand. You are too important not to be blessed. Unless you are not on an agenda to change your house. Unless you are not on an agenda to save the poor and the needy. Unless you are not an, on an agenda to tell your mother and your father that you paid my fees, it's time for me to buy you a house. The God kind of it. Acts chapter 27, 20 to 25. And when there was neither sun nor stars in many days, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. There are people here their faith for salvation has been taken away by coronavirus. Their faith for a better job has been taken away. Their faith to get married has been taken away. They don't see hope in this coronavirus. They don't see hope for financial breakthrough. They don't see hope for travel because corona has closed down borders. So for them, they are finished. For them, it is over. For them, there is nothing new. Watch what God is about to tell you. Look at the next verse. After a long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Says, you should have hacked unto me and not have loosed from create and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you, be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life amongst you. There shall be nobody named among us that shall die of coronavirus. Is that part of the ship? Only the ship will be affected, but your life will not be affected. Where there is life, there is a way. You may have lost a business. You may have lost something. But so far as you have life, I am here to prophesy. Get ready. A new thing is coming. Amen. I said a new glory is coming. Amen. A new favor is coming. Amen. For there stood by me this night. 
the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God has given thee all them that sail. How can God give all the people that are in the ship into the hands of Paul? How does God look at people's life and say, Paul, because of you, I put their life in your hand? Therefore, you have to understand the place that God can pick your life to be preserved by one man. One man's prayer can save your life. One man's anointing can save your life. He said, fear not. That shall be brought before Caesar. And lo, God has given thee all them that sail with you. The, all the people that go with you, their life is in your hands. Next. Wherefore, sir, be of good cheer. For I believe God. He said, I believe God. His faith was in God. He said, I believe God. And it shall be even as he told me. What God told me that nobody shall die. He said, such shall be the way. He said, for I believe God. I believe God. He said, what the angel told me. I believe it. Daniel chapter 6 verse 19. From 19 to 23. And the king rose up very early in the morning. And went in haste to the den of the lions. And when he came to the den, he cried. With a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spoke and said to Daniel, Oh Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou serve continually, not half. Not when things are good, you follow God. When things are good, you come to church. When things are bad, you don't come. If there's coronavirus, you don't come. He said, we serve continually, not half, half. He said, is your God whom you serve continually. Whom thou serve able to deliver thee from the lions. That means that for God to deliver you from any situation, your faith must be that I serve continually. It is your service continually that will push the salvation. What will push your deliverance? What will push your blessing? It is your service continually. In the good, in the bad, does it change your service? Does rainfall change your service? Does your workplace change your service to God? Is it that you just got married? So you have changed your service to God. Did you give birth to a baby? So, you have changed your service to God. Did you travel? And because of that, you have changed your service to God. He said, in order for this situation to be reversed, where is your service continually? It is your service continually that then will stop the mouth of the lions. Is he able to deliver you from the lions? Continue. And then Daniel said unto the king, okay, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. For as much as before, him innocency was found in me. 
and also before you, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel out of the lion's den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him. Because he believed in his God. His belief in God did not allow lions to chew him. In this season, your belief in God can stop that virus from coming near you. Because he believed in God, there was no harm near him. They are sucking people at the workplace. But because you believe in God, they can suck anybody. But as for you, the mark of God is on your forehead. You can't say God and they'll suck you. No harm. Jesus. Shakam. Why? He believed in God. The season we are in is dangerous. But those that believe in God, no harm came to Jesus. him. Because he had the God kind of faith. Your belief in God should not be conditional. Your belief in God should never, ever be conditional. Don't condition your belief in God. Don't condition your faith. Your faith should stand strong. Whether the wind blows or the sun scorches. Whether they are trying to pull you away or not. Your faith should stand. For it is in this faith that no harm comes near you. Our faith is in God. He said, I'm the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard? Where is your faith? Where is your faith? That your faith should be in God and not in any other thing. In this season, it will be very dangerous for you not to have faith in God. We are in the season God is testing people's faith. Everything that is happening is to test people's faith. And it is recorded in the heavens. If your faith sleeps, it has been recorded in the heaven. If your faith stands, it has been recorded in the heaven. Where is your faith in God? Huh? You get up, you walk and sit in trotter beside somebody. You were okay sitting in the trotter with somebody beside you. You went to the market, you've gone places to go and buy food to eat. But when it comes to church, you are afraid to come to church. Mm. So the taxi is your God. You have faith in the Uber. You have faith in the market. You have faith in your boys, boys, that gather. And girls, girls, that gather. More than coming into the house of God. God is watching your faith. I heard the Bible said that if you deny him before men, he too, on the day of judgment, he would deny you also. Where is your faith? God did not stop Daniel from entering the lion's den. No. God could have stopped Daniel from entering the lion's den. God allowed it for him to enter. What God is looking for 
is faith in you in a bad situation. The only way we can discover you have faith is only when things are against you. When things are good, you can't tell faith. You are just enjoying grace. When things are good, it's because God has graced you. But grace goes with faith. There must be faith also. So once you enjoy, then God will take the enjoyment away. Then you say, yes, there was grace. But let's see whether there is faith in you. And it is when it comes to faith that people fail. It is when it comes to faith that people fail. But when it comes to grace, they are good. God took away the enjoyment of him being a ruler of the whole place. And said, it's time for you to visit the lions there. Let's see whether you still confess me. Let's still steal your God. In this season that you are being, have you insulted God? In this season, have you questioned God? In this test, three times, have you come to a place and said, God, why did you make me lose this? Have you come to a place where you are questioning the power of God? Or did you thank God when things were going bad in your company? When there was no money, were you thanking God to let him know that God, all things will work together for your good? Have you come to a place to know that whether good or bad, God is still God? Have you come to a place? Our faith is in God, not on circumstances. So we don't look at the circumstances. We look at the God of the circumstances. We look at the God in the circumstances. The thing that will change in our life will be because of our faith. The things that are about to happen, the things that God has shown me will happen because of our faith. Do you believe in God? Not with math. That no circumstance can change your confession of who he is. No. I just to rub it up. It's you that I see. It's you that I see. Thank you for your miracles, Lord. Thank you for the testimony.